Why do you look at me like that? I don't know. I don't know if we've started already. I don't know. Maybe we did. Maybe oh we didn't. That's the worst part about this is just... <laughs> is it not official until well, isn't I... isn't this just supposed to be a hang anyway? I mean, like, yeah, but like... Or a time capsule is, or it a not, is it not official until I do the introduction? I don't know. There's like, there's a time... There's always like this weird time in the beginning where some some place we've started and this now becomes the opening for the next one. That's because I always end up cutting it up in random points and then it makes it sound like the conversation at the beginning. So and then, organic, and then, yeah, actually. it's organic. And then at some point, I'll do the welcome to episode seventeen of the Actually Nothing podcast. Dude, we're on seventeen. Oh, is that the it, intro though? It could be. Oh, I could reuse. Oh it. my god, because I was kind of talking in a Scottish accent in my head all day. Yeah, why? I don't know. I was that, bored. That doesn't. What? I wanted to practice an accent, and I just wanted. So to, you just. It was, it was because I was watching clips of Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack, and, sick, and dude. you remember the Scotsman from Samurai the Scotsman, Jack? Yeah, okay. yeah, so that's what I was. I was using that voice for everything I was reading today. I was gonna say, like, you didn't just wake up and think of that, no. did you? If I woke up and I started speaking in an accent uncontrollably, then I think I'd have a problem. It was more about you woke up and you felt the impetus to speak in a specific accent. It's kind of like. You know, a little worrying. Uh, it's a great day outside. Yeah, you're just like, you <laughs> yeah. wake up and you Welcome go. Welcome to Actually Nothing, episode 17, laddies and lassies. Have you seen Scottish? How are you fucking doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm Wait, okay. Sorry, with, sorry. What did I'm you actually say? really okay with that. No, I. it's it's one of those things where, you know, if you're going to start it, we might as well continue it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when we I said we should do the shout out thing at the beginning of every episode? Yeah, I remember that. And then I didn't, we didn't do it last time because yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Quick shout out for me today will be to my friend Gabby Gibbs. She knows who she is. She just started watching our episodes from episode zero, the one that I said. Go to the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to the ones until our voices stop sounding like total garbage because I didn't know how to edit it. And we only had one mic for like. The first five episodes. Go to this one. Yeah. In fact, you should make this one well, what you put on the if Instagram. if she does get to this episode, then she'll know that I'm shouting her out. So there you go, Gib. I'm just going to say put it on the on the Instagram. She'll see that. Put this part on the Instagram. Yeah. Who do you have your shout outs to? You mean to whom are you giving the yeah. shout out? Okay. Whom are you giving oh, the shout yeah, out? Sorry. It doesn't have to be a person. It can be a place or like a thing, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm going to give this week's shout out to Aurelio's Pizza. Oops, for the sick. best, you know, thin sliced pizza this side of the uh, Atlantic Ocean. All right, one thing that I have to say <laughs> about Aurelia's though is really, really fantastic when it's right out the oven. Yeah, mm. well, like if you let it sit too long, it drops like seven tiers. Mm. Seven tiers. Yeah, and I know you had it. more than three tiers <laughs> of pizza. Well, it's more like each tier belongs to one different pizzeria. So, so, you, uh, so it's more like a ranking of sorts. Yeah. I, Aurelius pizza right out the oven is like super Oh, yeah, it's good. delicious. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, day-old pizza is kind of all the same. Although I did watch one video where this guy was like, here's how to make your day-old pizza really good. And he like refried it or something. And it, But it seemed like too much effort for old mm. pizza slices when I just throw it in the, I almost said oven, in the microwave for 45 seconds and then eat it yeah, again. Yeah, but I mean like microwave pizza just comes out like soggy pizza. No, okay. You know what I learned is a secret to reheating oh, not go. just pizza, but uh, it works on rice really well, and then some other things. Is it, is it is it a wet paper towel? It can towel? work on French fries too. I, it's probably a similar idea, but is it a piece sprinkle, of bread? No, no, no. Sprinkle some water on it on mm-hmm. top of it, and then and then put it in the microwave. Really? Because yeah, because it heats up the water, and then the water will spread its heat and like the moisture a little bit seeps into the food again. 
more evenly than if you just threw it in the microwave. Really? See, yeah. like my pop, my popsicle special is. Like, no, well, that, that's why I said. That's why I said sprinkle it. You don't like. How do you get the crisp? That's the only only way. I, that's I, the I think it's like. I think it's like. Well, yeah. Then you have to use oven. I'm saying if you're no, going to throw it in the microwave for 45 seconds and sprinkle water on it. No, but dude, if you're going to go the mild and do the oven. So the poverty special is just you throw it in a pan and you, oh. put, you heat it up. I thought the poverty special was I can't afford to eat pizza. <laughs> no poverty. <laughs> Poverty special for me was always well. It, it depends, like on Jack's what's two your two dollar pizza shout out to you, sponsor Jack's. us. <laughs> I would say poverty special is you wake up late, you don't eat breakfast because then you don't pay for breakfast. The yeah. for intermittent fasting. Then, then you, you can don't take eat breakfast as, anyway. Then intermittent fasting is also the secret to financial success. Apparently, yeah. When I was super impoverished. Like not super impoverished, <laughs> Dude, but when you're never I, homeless, you're never super impoverished. But when I no, but I mean like when this I was like when I was paying for that you chose. Well, when I was paying for groceries, like and only using like twenty dollars a week to pay for groceries because that's all I had at the moment. Like, mm. you know, everybody has a different line for for where they're impoverished. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, the theme for this week's episode is going to be, I guess, financial advice in whatever capacity we have, or just talking about our. Yeah. experiences and, and it's as like, young adults and going through college with money or more like, like you could probably just ask money. your parents for a 20 they'd be like all right here you go jp yeah but i don't like asking for money yeah don't ask for money if i don't if i don't if i can make it without having to ask for money i won't ask for money if i don't but have you to. can you have that option if yeah. worse comes to worse yeah but also so that's like different from actual property where they're, but, they're but, like so okay. screwed where there's like, okay oh, okay no, i didn't no i didn't know you're trying to become some sort of bastion of like actual like actual poverty that's, yeah. that's what i'm thinking about when you say poverty that's what well, like like we're all like yeah obviously we're not in a third world country yeah, but like village Lombard. Like, what hey, do we to got? be fair, people call Lombard Lompton. Okay, Lompton? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it was ranked some time ago in like one of the worst towns. I was like, <laughs> really? I was like, this place seems fun to me. I've lived here my entire <laughs> life. So. Like, there's no way we can say that we're in any poverty. <laughs> but that- I don't. I don't know. Like, at certain times when like the only thing that I could afford to pay for was like groceries, and even that was really cheap. Like, <laughs> you feel like your mom would need twenty. It's, no, it's, I mean, I it's I couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't you ask could. for that more. No, like, what it, makes you say you couldn't? It just wasn't an option for me. I didn't want to do it. Okay, that's it, a want. There's the wants and needs. No, oh my god! Like, no, I still think it's like it's one of those things where it's a pride issue. You well, no, it's not even a pride issue. It's like you can't ask for too much from somebody else. Like, that, like my parents supported me through college as much as they could. So I didn't want to ask for any more than what they were already giving me. And so what I could afford at the moment was what I could afford. Mm. And so like when that meant, when that meant like, you know, you only bought really bare essentials, you bought bread and peanut butter for a week. That's what it meant. And so like, I don't know, you ask for help when you need help, but also it's not like, it's not like I'm going to go to my parents all the time and be like, hey, I need this like now. Like, can I have this? Mm-hmm. Because that's not how well, it that's works. That's definitely claiming that you're in poverty. Well, that's when your definition of poverty is like on like a third world country. Like, that's like when anybody goes, oh, well, at least it's not as bad as being a star- starving child in Africa. It's like, fucking yeah, of course it's not as bad mm-hmm. because we're in the U.S. of A. right now as living as like regular middle-class people, but our issues are still relative to our standing. So if they're not at the baseline where you want to be, then like, yeah, your situation is going to be probably shittier than you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm like, obviously I'm still breathing and I have yeah. a car to drive and that's good, but it's not like 
I'm not in the financial standing where I want to be. And like, yeah, I'm not suffering in like Zimbabwe having to travel 12 miles to go get water and a piece of bread, but it's like, still sucks me. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, I guess the point is like, there's multiple places where we can have gratitude. Yeah. And like, mm. I mean, the fact that we can make this podcast is only a testament to, we're not like, you know, on the edge of dying, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like I'm living comfortably all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to sell off my car just so I can pay for the internet to use to get this podcast out. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. There's a certain privilege to like saying things, but then there's also sort of relative or relativity to it as well. Yeah. Like to bring it back that whole, that conversation of like when I was, uh, the first year of my master's degree, like I basically lived out of everyone else's house because like it wasn't feasible for me to come back here every day and commute back and forth. Like I didn't make enough money to like pay for that much gas. And then I didn't, and I couldn't afford to spend that much gas either. And so I was stuck in a position where it's like, you're going to school in the city. You also work really early in the morning. What do you think your parents would have said if you were to have asked them, be like, yo, can I get some money? Cause uh, so I can live. I mean, they would have said like, get a job. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like that's what it they is right now. Sympathy. Well, no, they do. Have, they, they help me when I need it the most. Mm -hmm. They bailed me out more than on more than one occasion. But like, I, I really don't like to use that lifeline if I don't have to, because okay. like they, it's their money. And like, I work at like multiple jobs to make things go. And like, when that's good, it's good. But sometimes like in situations that are a little bit more dire, like for instance, after this program, I spent a lot of money invested into this program that I did over the summer so I could prepare for like more programs in the fall. And I basically used all the money to my name to Dang. do that. And so like they, they graciously like covered a month of my rent and then I barely was able to cover last month's and now I'm like getting back on my feet and I'm going to be able to cover it from now on. But it's those situations where it's like spending a good like month or two without, you know, with somewhere between 50 to a hundred dollars in your account at any given moment. It's like not exactly a fun time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've gotten yeah. real close to that zero line. Yeah. I, my grandparents were recently here and they like really graciously gave me a little, a little bit of money and it was like, Oh, this is like super useful oh, right now. Like, like I can pay, I can pay off like one of my bills with this. Hey, you know, like, days are coming up. That's, yeah, that, that's the thing, dude. So uh, I've been blessed. I got, I've never been close to the poverty line at, at this point. So good. Avoid good. it at any <laughs> cost. It to. sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not fun to have like to, you know, you, you, before you go grocery shopping, you have to check your, your balance. Mm -hmm. Like, what oh, can yeah. I, what can I buy this week? Like, can I afford to get this? And like, it, it is, it's like half a pride thing and half of a, like, if you respect your parents, like you're not going to come asking like all the time for money. Yeah. Like if it's offered, I'll take it. But if it's like, I'm not going to try and ask for it, you know, I, I'll mm -hmm. make, I'll make things work and I'll like figure things out. But like, it's not like it's been super comfortable in every sort of situation. Mm. Well, I'm the same way. Uh, like if things are offered to me, then I'll be like, yeah, thanks. But I don't like actively doing that. Yeah. Or like when it comes to my parents, like if I can cook or if I can do something that makes life easier, I'll do it. You know, it's not, it's not too much trouble after all the help, you yeah. know, like everything is, I mean, kindness begets kindness. I would say oh, that's deep, I guess it's <laughs> like, it's, it's only, it's only in everyone's best interest to be good. And yeah. like, I mean, we're, we're also super lucky that, like, our parents even help us out as much as they do, you know? Yeah, there's some people, to a lot of people that are just, like, they just straight up get kicked out at 18, and they're like, well, here you go. It's like, yeah, fuck, like, what do you do then? Yeah, good yeah. luck, you know? Like, make make this for yourself. I don't know. It's like, we have been super fortunate. But I think it's also, like, not accurate 
to, you know, ignore the sense that like it hasn't been tough in some situations, you know, like I had to be like pretty miserly with whatever I made for like, you know, even now, like I'm a little miserly with it, although a lot less just because like you don't want to be greedy, but you also want to be secure in what you're doing and you want to be secure in like your ability to pay off things and to like, you know, make, make dents in things. And so, yeah. I've heard a saying, it's like, eat like a king now, then eat like a peasant later. Or eat like a peasant now and eat like a king later. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. if you're um, holding off your spending, especially like on things like food, yeah. then you can you can set yourself up for the future so that you're able to eat better. Yeah. Well, this kind of leads later. into a good point. Like ways to like make the most of your money as like a young adult. Mm-hmm. So shall we go back to our college, our undergrad days? I suppose. Discuss how we fared then. Yeah. Most of it was just groceries. Yeah. Uh, most of them probably came down to like surviving a week and a half off of like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. But that's because like all my meals ended up being grilled chicken, brown rice and spinach for like six out of seven days of the week. And then maybe like one snack thing. So it was really easy to not spend. But also I had the primary goal of eating that just that in the first place because I was, that was like part of my exercise routine. So it kind of just happened to work out pretty well that way. Mm. But otherwise, Avoiding eating out as much as possible is probably the easiest way to save money on in terms of food when you're in school, Yeah, I think, because people yeah. think it's super easy. I mean, it is super easy just to go somewhere and drop like 12 bucks on like a Chipotle burrito or something, but mm-hmm. you can definitely stretch that 12 bucks thinner and have it last longer if you're willing to like not have a whole steak burrito or bowl or something, you know? Yeah. Today for lunch, I went to this, um, there's this Christian organization, they feed the hungry. Feed my starving children. Yeah, I ate there for lunch. It was um Chick Fil A. Nice. <laughs> they didn't throw that Popeyes chicken sandwich at you. That new hotness. <laughs> no, I, I didn't try the, the Popeyes one. I haven't had it yet either. But yeah, the the Chick Fil A's are. Right. I haven't. I, yeah, I have yet to try the Popeyes. Hasn't that been like a thing for a while already? What, Popeyes, Popeyes chicken sandwich was like it's like two weeks now. No, no, it's been more than two weeks, hasn't it? This specific chicken sandwich? I guess maybe not this one, but like, it's not like Popeyes didn't produce a chicken sandwich before this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did before. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they just, they use the power of memes to successfully market their food. This is such a bullshit thing, too. It's like, who cares, like, what type of chicken sandwich you're going to eat? It's just a chicken sandwich. Like, go buy, go, like, I don't know, support whatever type of like capitalist thing you want. Like, I don't care. Just get your stupid ass chicken sandwich. That's a competition, though. Yeah, but so, but everyone's all like trying to make these like moral claims on like which is better. Like, oh, you're going to support like Chick fil A for their, like, even though they have right wing policy. It's like, shut up. How did we get here? We were on, we were on poverty and like uh, <laughs> eating out, I think was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, when I was in undergrad, I, I didn't eat out very much. I think I ate out like barely just because like eating out, especially in Chicago or in any big city is like a lot yeah. more expensive than it needs to be. Like, when I used to visit U of I, like you could get like a solid meal for like ten dollars, oh, yeah. and it would last you two meals. Local places that are always usually cheaper, and yeah. also give you way more food for how much money you're spending. Shout out to Bangkok Thai. Oh, I love Bangkok Thai. That my was so place. good. I the issue with that is that my senior year, I lived in the building that was like right behind it. So in order to get home, I had to cross by it <laughs> and like nine times out of 10, it would get me. But I <laughs> but I only bought it once. It was one meal for like seven or eight bucks, but it was the entire day's worth. So it was like Dang. decent. I even could go even to the next day if I rationed it out well. 
So it was it was worth it to me then. What would you guys recommend for somebody who's spending probably ten to twelve bucks on lunch every day because it's too lazy to make lunch? Learn how to cook. Le- yeah, easily learn how to meal prep. Like, and what type of foods would be the best for meal prepping? Um, Chicken. Well, depend- yeah, if we're going strictly like cheap route, try not to kill yourself slowly by eating only ramen. Like I know it's super cheap, but it's also like not that good for you if you're eating nothing but that. I'm convinced that the whole ramen thing for college students was just like a big marketing ploy. The it fact could that be. the fact that everyone knows about ramen is like a college student's like favorite meal is like such a marketable thing. <laughs> and like at the same time, it's not like you know it's good. Ramen yeah. kind of sucks when it's in those like styrofoam cups. Yeah. Well, I always just got so the ramen. Maruchan. You add the meat and eggs to it. Yeah, you can you can add a little bit, but that also means you buy meat and eggs to put in the ramen. <laughs> That's okay, true. so that's going over budget then, right? Well, so when it comes to that, and this goes to my later years and uh, during my undergrad, like when I used to meal prep every Sunday, there's lots of foods that you can buy that'll keep for an entire week mm-hmm. that you can have every day. Like chicken would keep for like four or five days, mm-hmm. like from the night that I made it. And then cooking rice is really useful. Most vegetables will, will be okay for the whole week. I don't know. It's not like It's not like you want to do that, but like during certain times it was like, you know, that that's what works and that'll stick for an entire week and you could have that and you spend $30 in groceries yeah. for an entire week. Buy things in bulk if you can. Like if you got like- Sam's Club. A, yeah, if you got yeah. a Sam's Club or a Costco near you, yeah. like stock up on their chicken or their rice and you'll be set for a pretty long time because that's that was my strategy actually. Yeah. And also like really bank on buying like cheaper, veg- like frozen vegetables mm. because you can buy like- bags of frozen vegetables for like 99 cents, Mm -hmm. you know, and compared to like buying the fresh stuff, which is like, you know, sometimes, which is most often better, you'd be paying like $1.99 per pound, whereas you can just get like a bag of it for 99 cents. You don't have to prepare it. You just have to throw it into something. And also like, if you don't want to invest in like a bunch of seasonings, like getting some of those like really easy jars of things is really nice. Like like nowadays they make these, uh, they make jar seasonings or like seasonings, you can buy like Korean barbecue or mm. this or that, or you can buy Ita- like Indian food seasoning or Italian pesto or anything in like a jar. And so instead of having to like buy all these expensive ingredients, you buy the mix and you throw it in for like two bucks. So that's also really useful as well. Yeah. Generally when I was just eating the chicken, rice and spinach, the one thing that I changed up about it to make it not super boring and monotonous to eat would be like what sauce I put on it no no it's just like ketchup ketchup, barbecue or like maybe i put like garlic salt on it and that was like the difference dang yeah it worked though if you're not using sweet baby ray's honey mustard sauce then you're not living yet i didn't know they made made a a honey mustard (laughs) sauce i love i love that sweet baby ray's hey sweet baby ray sponsor us please Do you have a card to read? Uh, no. <laughs> do you want me to retroactively make another one, or do you guys want to come up with a line and then I'll cut it up together and um, put something? I, I don't know. Just say, just come up with some dumb bunch one-liners Sweet to use. Sweet baby rays, they're really good. Whoa. Sweet baby rays will leave you, will leave you wanting more. Wow. Want, want better days? Eat sweet. No, sweet baby rays. No. Sweet baby rays, like a sweet baby in the sun's rays, in the cradle of happiness. That's right, that's right. This episode brought to you by Sweet Baby Rays. But so meal prepping is one of the more, you know, effective things for uh, for saving money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and especially like not eating out and trying your best not to eat out, 
during the week and maybe only doing it once is like an excellent way of keeping your finances under check because then you're only spending money one time on the food. Yeah. Right. And it's also way cheaper than whatever the Chipotle. university or college's meal plan is too. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they, they, a lot of times, I don't know how it worked at your guys' schools, but a lot of places, at least you advised, was if you didn't use your credits like by the end of the month, then they would just evaporate. Mm. And so, like, if you didn't use them, then it's just wasted money, right? But yeah. sometimes, depending on what plan you picked, sometimes you'd have a lot of credits, so, like, you wouldn't feasibly use all of them in that given time span. Mm-hmm. So, then it's kind of just wasted money. So, at least if you learn how to cook, you can ration it out. Plus, it's also just a really good life skill to have, because once you learn how to cook stuff, that's just, like, one less thing you have to worry about on how to survive your day-to-day when you're an adult or living on your own, finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the internet is so big right now. Like, well, it has been. And there's so many like recipes for meal prepping. Yeah, literally go to YouTube and just look up like cheap recipes. And I'm sure you'll get like a thousand videos that will be a useful resource for how to. I mean, that's how like I learn how to cook some stuff. I just mm. either Google or YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, OK. There you I go. mean, like all those tasty videos where it's like it show you how to cook it in front of you. Yeah. Right. And the super effect, like super popular gift recipes. I mean, I use those too. They're, they're fun and it's fun to watch it being made. Oh, know? speaking of looking up things to make it cheaper in terms of school, I think I already dropped this one on the last one when we were giving some college advice. Yeah. But um, straight up look up PDFs for your textbooks if you can. Um, textbooks are like the biggest scam in college forever and they're just getting worse because I, I know it's stereotypical when they're like, Here's the new 12th edition that we just released this year that changed one paragraph. But like that's seriously like a true thing for some places, which is total bullshit. So if you have a cool professor who will either give you the pages to download or makes their own material really cheaply, that's sweet. But if you have a required textbook that you need for a class, see if you can Google the ID number or whatever on the side of it. Oh, the ISBN. Yeah, ISBN. See if you can do that. Google the name of the book, pirate it if you have to, like it'll save you a lot of money because textbooks just get more and more expensive. And a lot of times they only force you to buy them because it has like some on, dumb online code for a class that you might need. I had to do that a couple of times and it was stupid. So what's the most you've ever spent on a book? On one book? Yeah. I think it was like 300 bucks. Jeez. Yeah. It was yeah. It's like, about that. I think I paid close, something like 275 for yeah. a book. Luckily, my school had a like a buyback program, and it was I think they gave you full refunds for it too, which was nice because a lot of places they'll shortchange you on it and only give you like fifteen. Seriously, you get like fifteen percent, something like that. It's insane. Uh, yeah, that's nothing. Otherwise, instead of those programs, I'd just say like go on Craigslist or like eBay or something and sell them back. Or if you if your school has like a Facebook form to sell stuff around the college kids then like do that instead because there were some places on my campus that did that there was like a furniture place i was like here's a bunch of furniture that people sold at the end of their undergrad but we still have it for like way cheaper than you'd get it at like ikea or something yeah buy secondhand stuff it helps a lot that's another thing like there's a few ways that you can get secondhand things like basically adopting things from other people is great but then also like a trick that I had used with one of my roommates is you basically go to the richer areas like around the neighborhood and you just like take stuff off lawns because no, because or you just, steal yeah, like you, dump, you dumpster dive, like 
People there's like, a whole subreddit dedicated to that. Yeah, see, and there it is. Like yeah, there you go. Reddit, Reddit comment. Like, yeah. like rich people will throw stuff away just because they don't want it anymore. And so like we've been, we've been able to nab so many things just on that alone. Like the TV that we used for four years was nabbed via that. It was a heavy ass TV, but it was awesome. It was big too. Or like plenty of really great furniture, like mm-hmm. nightstands or like small cabinets that, you know, you don't have to worry about. It's, you're not, it's not like it's a couch or something. Yeah. You know, don't, don't trust a couch or like a mattress. It's, yeah. Sanitize whatever you're pulling off the curb, but yeah, seriously, like, it'll be there. <laughs> yeah. But so like, that's another great way of like furnishing your apartment. Instead of having to buy everything new, just like, you know, pick it off of people. Yeah. Or like ask anybody that you know if they have like extra stuff laying around that they don't need, like a cabinet or like a small table or a chair. Chances yeah. are they'll, they'll give it to you or sell it to you for real cheap. Yeah. And you save some money and you don't have to spend it on buying more expensive stuff. That's a really good one. I think because especially once you move into a place, like you want to furnish it, you know, yeah. you don't want it to look bad. You don't want it to look like shabby or anything. Yeah. You want to make it your, your place. Yeah. I think when it came down to like spending money as well, keeping track of where you spend money is really important. Like ke- keeping a good budget and keeping a like, I don't know, checking your bank account regularly and like watching yourself is really important. Yeah, the one thing that was recommended by the guy I was talking about, Marco Whiteboard mm-hmm. Finance, there's a freaking Google Drive. They have a template. It's like an Excel. It's a Google Sheets. Mm-hmm. But it's like a template where you can just basically track your monthly budget, like whatever you spend. So there's a tab that has your planned. And then you go to the second page of that, and then you put in what you actually spend. So then it just tracks it all. And then at the end of the month, you look at it and be like, oh, I spent too much here. And you can adjust for yep. the next month. So it's right. just a basic budget keeper. And it's free. Yeah, there are dedicated apps on your phone that are free to do that. I, I do that too. I just made my own Microsoft Excel sheet, mm-hmm. spreadsheet, and I track all my stuff monthly. So it's, I know how Yeah, it's super accessible, track. super easy, and it's very helpful to... I'll be track what you do. Yeah, because you said earlier, personal finance is a thing that they don't teach enough, Yeah, which I wholeheartedly agree. Even like learning economics classes in high school, you pretty much forget all that stuff right as soon as you leave. Yeah, I remember, college, college yeah. I think it becomes a little more real for people because they're like actively in a situation where finances can like make or break them sometimes. Mm-hmm. I remember e-consumerism. They talk about how they color code stuff in the grocery aisles. Like they put it from top to bottom. They put all the colors together mm. and then they put the essential stuff like the milk and the eggs in the back of the store so that you have to walk through the entire store to get mm-hmm. to those essential yeah. items. And then you're more likely to impulse buy. Yeah. Well, that's why they put all like the candy and small stuff at the register because yeah. you're more likely to be like, oh, I'll just add this last second. And then they that's how they move that one extra candy bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. Everything's got a technique and a plan tactic behind it. But, um, my last year, I took a, uh, a personal finance class, which I 10 out of 10 recommend. Like That's probably, I would say, the class that I learned the most practical information out of, like out of any college class that I took during undergrad, just because like learned a, I learned a lot of life skills about it in terms of financials, like house stuff, IRA stuff, um, buying cars and all that stuff. A lot of useful information came out of it. And like, I still hold on to lot of the materials that I had from that class just because like it was actually useful so that was definitely a game changer for me that I still use that information today which is not something I can say about a lot of the other classes that I took so Mm -hmm. if you if you guys still have time to fit in your schedule 
and you're an undergrad, definitely try to see if you can get a personal finance class as one of your gen eds, or even if you got like extra space in your week, do it because it will definitely help you. Otherwise, like how I suggest everything else, just Google it, YouTube it, basic personal finance stuff will help you a ton. Yeah. One thing that I learned from my uncle in terms of like, if you don't want to take a class, like a good rule of thumb is like, you know, try not to use credit very often, pay for things in cash or pay for things like off of debit, just because then you don't end up accruing too much debt. Really? Yeah. I was told kind of the opposite, but you want to spend credit, but then pay it back when you have it. Like don't buy things you can't afford. Well, well there's, there's, so that's how you build credit. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, it's a different thing. Like you shouldn't be spending credit that you don't have is the issue. Okay, yeah. And then when, when you can like paying for it outright is better than like putting it on, putting it away. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that, there, there is a technique to effectively building credit. Yep. It's a, it's a balancing act for sure. But that's what, that's what my uncle had told me was like at all that, you know, as much as you can, like try not to do that and like basically put away a lot of money as much as you can. You know, and that's like a, you know, really useful things like to really think about what you need the most and really think about like how much you can put away at the end of each month. I mean, like, I think one thing that I did when I was uh, like, even now is like anything that I don't think is necessary, you know, and even if I want it and I have the means, like I'd rather wait first. And like, so in terms of like impulse buys, it's like rather than, you know, falling into the impulse of buying something that may be like 50 bucks, like wait like a week and if mm-hmm. you and if you can still afford it in a week and you still want it in a week then i mean go for it but like mm-hmm. the waiting is a lot more important like the delayed gratification is better that's the uh the advice i always hear on getting tattoos is wait a year before you get a tattoo so decide on a design or whatever wait a year and then if after a year you still want that tattoo then it's like yeah okay go ahead and get it. because mm-hmm. a lot of times people will get spontaneous tattoos and then they end up on that one show where they have to fix it because it was total garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, or you have to get it laser removed and that's like incredibly painful. And expensive. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's a solid piece of advice. One of the profound lines that stuck with me from my personal finance class was becoming rich is easy. It's staying wealthy. That's the hard thing. Mm -hmm. Or getting wealthy is a hard thing for people to do. It's like, I think statistically, a lot of, not a lot, but like, People will hit millionaire status just on purely on the amount of money that they'll accrue through their lifetime, but they don't keep that money because of their spending habits. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of professional athletes you hear, they end up going bankrupt because after their careers are over, they continue to spend as if they had the money that they were making while they were still in their athlete phase. Mm -hmm. And then they go bankrupt because they can't sustain that lifestyle anymore instead of like smartly investing and putting that money away and ensuring their future is good. So like you said, plan ahead, plan ahead as far as you can too, because you'll only think yourself down the road for that. Do your IRA, do four one one four one. Yeah, if you that can. was another thing that I was gonna say is like, you know, you want to talk about that for a little bit. Some retirement account stuff. Social Security is a sham. It's not gonna be around for us. No, what? No, we're fucked, dude. Is it really? O- opening well, opening up like a Roth IRA, like when you can, is really useful. Yeah, the, the the younger the better is what I've heard. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit for for IRAs. So for us youngins, us sub thirty, early twenties people, the difference between a Roth and a regular retirement account is Roth is. Um, Nice kill. You backhanded that and died, I think. I got it, yeah. That was sick. 
Dan, Dan, no, I've been ne- doing that a lot lately. Dan nabbed a fly. He once stocked that fly real hard, dude. Yeah, dude, it just did the front hand backhand. <laughs> you know that Keenan Peel video? <laughs> front, front hand, hand backhand. I always yeah. get the flies of backhand. It was just chilling on my leg, so I, was I hit it with the backhand. Solid. You gotta have the flick of the wrist. <laughs> flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist. And now it's time for Dan's Facts. And then you know how there's, um, like, if you're giving a high five, you want to aim for the person's elbow? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, you want to aim a little bit past... For the fly's elbow? Yeah. Oh. So that's a fly-killing technique? Aim for the fly's elbow? That's how my backhand's been working. Which of the six elbows did you aim at? (laughs) Dude, like, like, past the fly. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'm probably not. Well, there you go. There's Dan Fax for the day, how to kill a fly. I like that How to effectively kill a fly with your yeah. backhand. <laughs> All right, I need the bathroom. Okay, solid. The nice thing about doing everything in post is that it doesn't matter how long I wait in between each sentence. I can just make it all sound like I spoke coherently. Huh. Did you mean to say spoke and coherently as if they were in two separate ideas? Spoke coherently. Spoken coherently? No, no. It just said? it just sounded like the way that you inflected on those words was like you did it. Oh, separately. I did it intentionally. Yeah, it well, almost, maybe I did. Maybe oh, I did. Boy. The nice thing about doing everything in post is that it doesn't matter how long I wait in between each sentence. I can just make it all sound like I spoke coherently. You'd be surprised, at least in the last like three episodes, how many sentences were actually kind of choppy. For both you and me, but I cut them up so it sounds flawless. Oh, yeah. Like you really can't tell the difference. Well, that see, we that's caused. what I was thinking on the last one. It's like, I sound great. Yeah. And I normally make a lot more sentence mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Yep. And so... I mean, I leave some in, obviously, because it sounds more natural. And some of them are, you just can't cut because they're too hard to. But a lot of them, I work my magic in. Did you say they're too hard to cut because they're too hard to? Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm still, I'll stop using the freaking prem. I almost said premonitions. Premonitions. I'll stop using my premonitions at the end of my sentence. Will you or will you remember? I will remember to. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage. I hadn't thought about that word in years since high school until you brought it. Back. I'm literally going to haunt you with it every time I see it's you. Fine. I'll try. I'll try to stop doing it. Okay, I mean that's not it's not like that was gonna be hard to do. <laughs> it's like it would have been problematic if you See, would have said being on edge with that one specific grammar mannerism is making me really <laughs> dissect everything that's coming out of my mouth now. Good. That only makes you is a better gonna, speaker. Is it gonna up the quality of our podcast now? If we don't get better reviews like within the next week, I might just revert. We haven't gotten any written stuff yet. But to be fair, we're only in like the tens of views per episode, so it's not like I expect anybody to do that. Mm. We should start doing that. Hey, you who's listening to this episode right now, drop us a five-star review on Yelp. On Yelp? <laughs> yeah. Are we on Yelp? No. Are we a restaurant on pretty Yelp? pretty sure Yelp is strictly for restaurants. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. My sister is a big Yelp user or she was. Really? I think you earn like points and stuff. I don't understand Yelp to be any sort of corporation, more of just this like God that, you <laughs> it's know, a presi- deity that, deci- this, yeah, that it's, presides it's, it's over like, things. It's Gordon Ramsay's <laughs> yeah. conscious that 
self-inserted into the internet and decided which places are worth eating at. That's places. I mean, it might as well be that. That's how I view Yelp. Anyways, what were we talking about before Dan left? You were about going. You were about to go on the thing about Roth IRAs. Yes. Okay. So for us young adults and people who are planning on doing IRAs, which everybody should, because your future will be made significantly easier by it. The difference between a Roth IRA and a regular IRA is that regular IRAs are pre-taxed and then Roth IRAs are post-tax, meaning with a Roth IRA, you pay the taxes on the money that you're depositing into that account now, as opposed to paying the taxes on it later when you take the money out. So the reason why a Roth IRA is good for people who either aren't at the maximum earning potential or aren't earning as much as they will later down the road if they think that they'll earn it, which generally, you know, speaking, you do as your career goes on, hopefully, um, is because you can think about it this way. If generally speaking, tax rates increase as time goes on along with inflation. So say you're paying 5% tax right now, you pay that at a lower tax rate than say, this is being really exaggerated, but like 15% tax in the future. So if you're paying a lower tax on the money that that you're inserting now before you take it out, then that means the amount that you had to pay for the moving of that money is smaller than it will be in the future. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. So that's that's what I've got. Yeah. so. So luckily for me, I had that knowledge when I took that personal finance class. So young people, if you can do a Roth IRA or if your 401k that your workplace offers it, also take 401 Roth, if you can. Also, if they have matching, yeah, if they do company match, also do that. Generally, from what I've heard, I don't know if you're doing that. My company does six percent. That's pretty good compared to a lot of places. Yeah, probably. I think it's six percent. I gotta look into that again. Yeah, generally, that's what I'm donating. Generally, from what I hear, is people say match what they're paying out. Max. Yeah, max out their match for your 401k first, and then if you still want to contribute to your secondary IRA then put more money in towards that. It's because if you do company match for, which for those of you who don't know if your company or workplace offers a 401k match, 401k is just a retirement account that the company offers. And then matching means that they'll put some percentage of the money that you're putting into the account also on top of what you're putting. So if you... Right now, I'm getting the 6% company match plus 10% for a Roth IRA. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that's a significant portion of my check, but in the long run, it's, better it's, for you. Good. it's literally free money. Yeah, yeah. And then at this point, like I don't have a lot of expenses. I'm living at home, and then I'm still able to save money. So it's like if I'm able to live on that shortened paycheck, even though I'm like I have more than enough to get by, yeah, and still save money. So it's like that's probably the best idea for me in the long run. Mm-hmm. IRAs and stuff. You know, just take it for our advice with a grain of salt because we're still young and we don't know all the ins and outs yet, obviously. If you want to do it, go look up some resource that knows a lot more about it and then learn about it yourselves. But that's kind of just where we're at. Have you guys looked into just investing in stocks and bonds? And I have. That I mean, I can't do it yet, obviously. I don't have the means to, but... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, it's like something that I could look into. I have a um, I have a financial advisor. He manages all of my accounts and my Roth IRA. And so okay. I, I throw money into the account. And then, and then he takes it and he invests it in places that he invests it at high risk. So that like, and I mean, 
I, I'm not moving that money like yeah. anytime soon. So high risk is better and you get higher reward at the end. It's but borderline gambling if you're just doing it. Uh, I mean, that's what, the, that's what the stock market is like. Yeah, it's Even legal, legal, too, right? legal gambling, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, basically, that's why I have. That's why you have this guy to do it for you yeah, because I have no idea what I'd be doing. Yeah, yeah, and so like they follow everything, they watch it go up and down, and they do all that work for you. Okay. You know, but so yeah. it's enough of an intricate business that they require people to, to do it. Yeah. Although there are like computers, and you'll always hear about people that are trying to beat the market. But from what I've gathered from different people, mm-hmm. they said like it's impossible. Like you're not, nobody can accurately predict the market, no matter what they say. And that's without, why insider trading is illegal. <laughs> yeah, without insider trading, yeah. right? I think I want to talk a little bit about after being an undergrad, as somebody who went through their masters and did like and had to, you know, be good on funds throughout the entire that entirety of that program as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot Go of on. it was like use public transport. <laughs> Like, you know, if you, even if you have a car, like try like saving on gas money is really important. And it's also better for the environment to take public transport. Mm-hmm. Like I remember plenty of times where I'd leave my car, you know, in one place that I knew I could keep it for a few, like, I don't know, for a few nights. And I would just take public transport all over the place. And it would be easier because like, I wouldn't have to worry about parking. I wasn't paying any money on gas. And like I could make gas, I could make a full tank of gas in my little car last for two weeks. And so like, that's a great thing. Also finding out like when you're really busy, finding out the best deals around your, like around your school for food is great. So like finding anything for $5 or anything around that mark is like really good. Finding out like where you can get the best quality for the least amount of money. And that's just knowing your area and stuff like that. And then also like, We'd already talked about like things you should be doing already, like, you know, learning how to meal prep, learning how to cook, watching your finances and doing things like that. Use your student discount if you can. I mean, even now, like after you're out of school, use your student discount. Yep. You know, it's not like people are going to be checking files. If you have your card on you, it's like, yeah, <laughs> nobody's going to question yeah. that. And it's not like you go through drastic change between like, you know, one or two years after you get your degree. Mm. Yeah. And the second thing is like, when you meet your bosses, like be nice to your bosses because they pay you, <laughs> you know, like as much as like you can probably hate a job, like it's really important to be nice to everyone in your job. Yeah. Yeah. Build good connections is probably one solid piece of life advice. But also like great financial advice. Yeah. Like you're, you have more like potential to make more money if people like you rather than if like people don't like you, you know, it's like not a, not a direct correlation, but like, I don't know. It can help, yeah. It'll, I mean, it'll help you in getting jobs. Yeah, like, for that's sure. That's for sure. Yeah, at the very least, it can be like a good reference for you down the line for job hopping. Yeah. Also using coupons. Coupons? Coupons are awesome. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's another thing that I did a lot when I was in college. If I had to buy something online, or even if I do it now, look up, see if there's an online coupon. There's that... Um, extension that every yeah i know i know everybody gets shilled out for it but like it works it's legit i I use it yeah okay honey's not sponsoring us but gosh darn it if they did i would would love it and i'm still gonna promote them anyways because they're legit but yeah look up online coupons if you can because it it will save you even if it's just a small amount small amount saving something yeah and uh the one quote that my one professor said about getting rich he was like Penny saved yeah. penny earned. Well, yeah, there's that. But it's like <laughs> the way to get rich is it's not 
earning a lot of money. It's spending as little as you can hmm. because then you will have more money in the bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lifestyle inflation is like one of the huge causes of just losing money because you inflate your lifestyle just because you have a bigger paycheck. Mm-hmm. But if you can avoid that, you can avoid the lifestyle inflation. Then, you know, yeah. you're able to be modest. Money. Yeah. Be modest in the areas where you know you can. If you have a little more money to throw around, by all means, treat yourself, but still try to stay on top of your finances first and foremost. Like you said earlier, plan out the things for your payments that you need to cover, rent, um, utilities, any other outstanding debts. Do all that stuff first and then see what else you got at the end. And then if you can throw that around, then yeah, go ahead and do that. Also shop deals whenever you're grocery shopping. Always buy into the deals. That's that's what kept that's what like saved me the most money. Like Jewel Osco sometimes will sell like two dollars per pound so you can get three pounds of chicken for six dollars and like that'll last you all week that's a solid deal or like anything that has you buying like you know buy one get one is like great yeah punch cards dude punch cards are are awesome punch card to dairy queen that i have not used yet but i'm 100 percent planning on using it someday it doesn't expire either that's the best yeah and if worse comes to work drink lots of coffee because then you don't then you don't have to eat. Oh, oh really? Because you'll shit yourself so bad. That- no, because <laughs> because coffee is, coffee is a hunger suppressant. Oh, you really? It's like smoking. It's like, oh. <laughs> but don't smoke. It's bad for you. Yeah, drink and to go instead. the extra mile, don't even drink coffee. Just crunch up the beans in your mouth and suck on that. That'll be your way of getting <laughs> oh your God. nutrition. <laughs> oh my God! Did you know that the most efficient way of getting your nutrients is actually through soup? I've, or, I've heard well, that. it's like, did you tell me that? Like, I think maybe I told you that in another way, but like, because soup is the, or liquid is the easiest thing to digest. So if all of our meals were just in liquid form, it'd be easiest to get our nutrients through that. Mm. So go home and turn your Blendtec blender. Ask yourself, it will bl- will it blend? Which it most likely will. And then turn your steak into liquid <laughs> and yeah. chug that shit. Yeah, I had a buddy. He only ate soy lint. And that was like the meal oh, replacement. It's like yeah, liquid. I heard it sucks. <clears throat> and then yeah, because he said he was uh, eating takes too much time. He was like, like dude, you just turn it all in the mush and just, yeah, that's all. He hey, dude, it so works sometimes. So he's like trying to save every penny and every pound and like every calorie. Hmm. Hey man, if you can be hardcore, man. It's if hardcore you can be frugal shit. and ripped, why not? Yeah. Oh, another point. Soylent. Another point. If you don't have to drink, don't drink. Liquid? No, no, like alcohol. Oh, yeah, for sure. Alcohol is like Alcohol's a, a money, money sink. Yeah. Also, smoking is also a money sink. Yeah. Don't smoke. It's bad for you. Drugs are also a money sink. Don't do drugs. They're Make bad niche. for you. Drinking is fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you really need to drink alcohol, go to Walgreens and buy that 99% isopropyl and just <laughs> con swab and you're good to go. <laughs> yes. know, if, you, if you set your, if you set your like, your standards really low for alcohol. You can be fine. Yeah, you like can you just, could just buy like a fifth of New Amsterdam, and that's like what twelve dollars. Oh, I was thinking like shitty beer, like Natty or like I'm, I'm done. I'm done drinking <laughs> shitty PBR. beer. Like, yeah, hey, want, PBR was like okay. No, yeah. PBR is still trash. I mean, yeah, it's it's relative beer. to everything else, but I still think it was like on the trash beers. It was on the upper tier of trash beer. Yeah. I don't know, man. After becoming a beer snob, you can't drink anything else. Oh, are you? Are you? <laughs> Publicly proclaiming that you are now a beer snob. I, he's I, always been. I've, I've always been a beer <laughs> snob. I've refused to drink anything below like you know mid tier beers. Yeah, Spotted yeah. Cow is great, but like I, I don't know. I think below Corona, I won't drink anything. Here's here's the deal for me. It's an efficiency thing, an economy of calories. I don't want calories that don't taste good. 
You know, like if I'm gonna that's if I'm true. gonna be expending calories, I want it to taste as good as I think it should. Well, see, that's why I never understood the argument of people that were like, "Oh, you're getting like a margarita or a mixed drink. Oh, it's a girly drink because it's color." I was like. I don't care. It gets me drunk all the same and it tastes good. That's even better for me, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's why like, and if you really want to stay thin while drinking a lot of alcohol, you just got to stick with hard liquor. Oh, you know? I thought you were going to say like throw up right away after. <laughs> I didn't say so that's that. That's a whole other thing about um, avoiding things that really don't matter. But the fact that they're not manly will make you want to avoid them. What? So, so, so like margaritas, like the example that Aaron just said. Okay. Like, you can choose to drink them, which is okay, but you're going to get the shit talking. Well, I think those people are dumb and they, they're missing out. So but yeah. there's a lot of people that buy in that philosophy just for the heck of, um, not being able to oh, have yeah, that used against that's them. That's just toxic masculinity. That's, at yeah, finest. toxic masculinity at its finest. You can say that. But, but if you want to buy into that, there's, it's still popular to buy into that, even though you consciously know that it's almost like a weakness. Dude, if I can make every drink taste fantastic and better than regular food or, regular soda you bet your ass i would it's just that alcohol naturally tastes like shit so we have to find other ways to make it taste less bad but then you'd still get smack talked about it whatever i don't know that's why you just just drink bourbon like only scotch drinkers will like shit talk you for drinking bourbon or you drink enough until nothing makes sense and their opinions don't matter because you won't understand what they're saying anyways <laughs> or you just hold enough self-confidence to where their opinions don't matter yeah, to begin yeah. With. if you have an yeah, issue that's... if you have an issue with other people judging you on what you're drinking then like you, you've got some other issues <laughs> you've got something else to think about i think it's more of a cultural thing so if like if you're in that environment where everybody's going to judge you you want to be able to not be judged. Yeah. Well, okay. Don't drink in a place where there are shitty people too. That Choo- are that you saying? Worry. Choose your friends selectively. Oh yeah. Good life advice. Choose your yeah. friends economically. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Real friends won't make you spend money to hang out. True. Yeah. Right. Anyways, you want to give me the five dollars you guys promised me? <laughs> Wait, what? It's what? <laughs> a bit, dude. You guys got any more financial advice? The best advice I'd give you is don't go to school. Save your money and go to trade school. Save big money at Menards. No, I mean, that's the best one, I would say. <laughs> um, for quality windows, siding, and doors, call 866-4-FELD-CO. Oh, um, got any other ones? Money savers? Um, 773-202-862-LUNA. I heard that that commercial, the numbers that they say is different depending, I mean, obviously, because it's not one center for each thing, but the the, the jingle is still the same. Yeah. So for us, it's 773-202, right? Yeah. It could be like... 862. It could be different for another place. Okay. Oh, you mean like different area codes. Yeah. Okay. Huh. It could be like 803-4712. Luna. Well, that still doesn't work. 4712. You can't have four numbers in the middle to numbers. What's the Empire one? Five eight eight two three hundred Empire today. Yeah, those weren't really money saving things. Those were no. Those are those are those are just commercials that have been pounded into our heads since we were small. And, and Francis Tracy. <laughs> I'm hoping that the oh, sheer. Oh, oh. Chapter thirteen bankruptcy. 
See, I'm hoping that the sheer density of advertisements in this one section just gives us enough Some, attention. And somebody's somebody, going to come across and be like, yeah, it looks like they did a good job at advertising us. Let's give them some money. Like Luna's going to contact us about this. And like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to read a script about Luna. <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay with that. That'd be one of the more what, fun Luna things. Luna was that a we sleeping did. place, a mattress place? No, Luna it's was carpeting. carpeting. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's deceptive, though. Empire. It's deceptive because Luna is, you know, it's like sleeping. It makes me think. I've I've heard, okay, you know how there are like 50 mattress firms all right next to each other? Okay, yeah, yeah, this is the best one. Yeah, my favorite conspiracy theory is that they're all money Money laundering laundering, scheme, which I kind of believe because there was one very credible seeming post about like it really dug into the nitty gritty about all their locations and like how the money moved within the companies. I was like, it kind of makes sense. But like, why are there so many yeah, firms right well, next to thing. each other? Nobody buys mattresses that yeah, regularly in such a small area. And when's the last time you ever set foot into a mattress firm? I've never set foot. Into That's a what I'm saying. I only set foot into an American mattress one time, and even then it was mm-hmm. sketch. And I never felt the same since. I never went back. I got my mattress at Walmart. Maybe awesome. when you test their beds and laying down on it, little bugs crawl into you and zap your brain and then make you have impulses to buy more mattresses. Down Do you there. remember that one story about the silverfish you told? Yeah, I think it was that's, fucking gross. I think that's exactly <laughs> what that was. I had a recount. Well, they put me off on sleeping for a long time. <laughs> oh, gosh, dude. I gave that recounting the other day and all my friends revolted also. I was like, revolted. yeah, well, or they... Whatever this action is <laughs> reviled. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, imagine what it was like being the person that happened to. <laughs> yeah. It sucked. To happen to? God damn it. <laughs> to which, <laughs> to, it, to which it happened, yes. <laughs> that's the challenge for this episode is. Oh, yeah. I don't think we explained that. Can you explain why that's not happening? So. In American English, or in English grammar, it's incorrect to end a sentence with a preposition. So, for instance, what's what's a good example of that? Um, that's something I would. That's something I would have use for. That's that is a good place to go to. Yeah, it's a good place right. to end on. Something yeah, like the good that. place yeah. to end on. This is a good place to end at. You, you don't want to end a sentence with a preposition. It's not correct. So good place with which to end. On like which? That. Yeah, on yeah. Which to end. It's a, it's a, this is a great place. On which or the about which to end. So we've just been catching all of these things, or rather I've been catching all of these things this entire time because I want to fix it within myself. But in the process, I've become this like, you know, insufferable asshole. You're a real grammar Nazi. (laughs) Went to German camp. Yeah, all it makes sense. (laughs) Came back a grammar Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It lines up. Yeah. We solved the mystery. Ruby, Ruby, (laughs) Ru. This is where you pull off my hat. You pull off my head, and I'm old man Jenkins underneath. <laughs> I'm old man. I'm old man. Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> oh no! Was there an old man Jenkins in SpongeBob? Yeah, oh, it's old man Jenkins in his jalopy. Uh, <laughs> the one who got his butt eaten by the bullworm. <laughs> oh, <that. laughs> except for when he was old man Jenkins in the jalopy. That one episode where. Mr. Krabs was swearing all over the place. He was a purple fish. Oh, with, oh yeah. And, and then when he got his ass eaten by the... <laughs> by the... Uh, In by 2019, the worm, that takes a very different connotation. By the worm. He was an orange fish that didn't wear pants. 
Wasn't he also the guy who got beat up by all the people that were like, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I think he was just old man. But oh. that's the same character as old man Jenkins yeah. from the worm one. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's like something. That's wow, we like, have so much SpongeBob knowledge. It's ridiculous. That's <laughs> we don't even need I, to use a Wikipedia to look this stuff up. And that's like something yeah. you don't want to put on a resume. It's like an, like an indelible knowledge. That's a top thing I'm going to put on my resume. Like, yeah, an indefatigable knowledge Why should we hire you? Uh, I can perfectly quote Season one, episode three of SpongeBob. <laughs> Season one, episode three. The, the name of the episode. Yeah. Twenty-seven A. Ashling and Slasher. Wrong. That's episode. That's season three for sure. It's Nosferatu pop up. Maybe the first time I saw that episode as a kid, that part freaked me out because it's just abruptly <laughs> like a normal, regular human-looking thing, and I didn't understand the reference until. Far later. That was such a weird reference to make for a bunch of kids watching. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's a, a lot of early SpongeBob was full of like adult references. Like, who's what? What kid in like the early two thousands is gonna know who Nosferatu is? That's like a, a salute to the parents having to watch this show. That's like if they inserted um, the hands of Manos <laughs> into Ma- a oh, Manos, the hands, the hands of, of fate. fate. Yes, Manos, the hands of fate. Greatest movie ever made. Watch it. Anyways, you got anything else? Um, don't be an idiot. <laughs> like that's that's the last yeah, piece of advice. Manage your money closely, friends. Yeah, because your future self will only thank you for it. I think I said that already. I think so, but I mean it's it's true. Yeah, or else you'll end up like those people who only have really nice cars, but then have really bad houses, and they can't keep the cars. Yes, that's a that's like a legitimate issue that was in China, I believe. Really? I don't know if it's still a thing, but like. They would blow all their money on really nice cars, but then they'd come back to like a cardboard box pretty much because they don't have anything else. So, where, so live in the car, I park, guess. Yeah, I was going to say you live in the yeah, car. You can like park your car near the like the whatever box garage. I think that's like, I think using common, well, I guess using common sense is like a, that doesn't apply here because not too many people are they just fiscally, don't have the sense. fiscally, you know, learned. So, yeah, they have to gain the common sense. By either having somebody teach them or having the will to learn about personal finance himself. Yeah. And maybe, hopefully, that's what we did for you a little bit, too. Yeah. Anyways, this storm is rolling in. Yeah, this might be a good note to end on. Uh, God damn!